Hey everyone, sorry about the break and uh, the pause between podcasts, but with finals and school stuff coming to a close, it was tough to get in an episode, but now all that school stuff is over, we can come back to the podcast and focus on what's really important, uh, but I promise that more episodes are going to be delivered, uh, at least through the end of this year, with a little bit more regularity. Um... But I think for this episode, I really wanted to do kind of my own version of a Spotify wrapped of 2020 uh, in relation to both the macro and the micro, which is something we talk a lot about on this podcast. And for those of you who still don't know what the essential question is, it's basically, bro, how was your 2020? And of course, to answer this question, I had to bring on one of my good friends from high school uh, and the man who was literally there the night uh, the night the world turned upside down. I'm talking in regards to COVID. Uh, my good friend Rahul. Uh, we kind of just retell that story to begin the podcast. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. Uh, we also talk about uh, school and college during quarantine. As well as hobbies that we've picked up over time. And lessons that 2020 has taught us. But of course we had to throw in a little bit of sports talk at the end. And talk about how sports has really played its own separate role in this all too crazy year. So, I hope you all sit back and enjoy this episode. Uh, while we, me and Rahul just recap this crazy year that we call 2020. And coming to you live from my parents' house, episode 5 of the Essential Question Podcast. Today, the essential question is, how's 2020 been, bro? Anyway, uh, we got my favorite, one of my favorite people on this podcast today, one of my good friends from high school, Rahul, what's up? What's up, bro? How you been? I've been good. I've been good. We've been talking for like 15 minutes before this, but you know, that shit doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, what? What's been cracking? Tell the people what's up. Uh... Dude, nothing much. I just finished finals. Uh, I had to take six finals, uh, which is the most amount of finals I've ever had to take, including during high school. Um, So that was fun. That was fun to study for. Yeah. Isn't that fucking insane? Six finals, dude. Like, why do they give you finals for labs? I think that's bullshit. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest thing, especially like even now that it's online, right? Yeah. Like labs themselves are supposed to like test like doing stuff right yeah like, and, what the uh, fuck are you supposed to do with know. the lab like do you just like dump water into like a like a cup at home and just like watch it explode for a chem lab i don't know how to fuck that no works. dude it's it's <laughs> like here let me tell you how pointless these have become right um for for my ochem lab this quarter all he did was like go over um like some like some concepts in the lab and then he just showed us a video of like our lab advisor or whatever doing the experiment and then he's like all right, cool. You guys can like go work on your shit now. It's due next week. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? And then like, I'm like, dude, what? So, I mean, and, and the videos were uploaded to like, you know, how every school has like a, you know, like their version of canvas or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he would, um, he would just like the videos would be uploaded to, to that, uh, you know, database or whatever. So people were just like, why am I here? Like, I can just watch it like tomorrow. <laughs> I know, and, like, right? Do a lab report later. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I was just gonna uh, real quick before we get into the question because I don't want to waste too much time because we got a lot to get through. Uh, I was gonna um, just do a little rapid fire intro so the people kind of get to know you a little better. You know? Of course, of course. So uh, 
First question, and these are just going to go real quick, so nothing like, you know, too too slow, no, you know, introspective, thoughtful, philosophical answers. So we'll just go. Uh, first question, how tall are you? 6'2". Cap, cap. Dude, no. what are you talking about? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, you're, you're, like, you're like 8 foot 3, dude. <laughs> dude. That's not true. I'm like 5'1". <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> what's your favorite color? Uh, Red, I okay. guess. Pretty favorite basic. artist favorite musical artist, artist not like right. picasso musical artist and you're just gonna scoff at me when i say this travis scott <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure people like that's the thing is like i've gotten a hell of people that are like oh and dude your favorite artist is obviously drake you have a poster in the back of the blah, blah blah like obviously i'm like nah dude it's logic i just left all my logic posters in college so dude yeah of course can't fucking can't fucking put it up just yet but he mm-hmm. wasn't my number one artist this year if you guys can guess who my number one artist is i will give you ten dollars you won't be able to anyway uh who's your favorite artist like right now who are you like listening to right now hmm g easy i've been listening to after or uh not after hours what am i talking about that's the weekend um, i've been listening <laughs> to these things happen a lot i don't know why really that like know. the indie version of g easy yeah, dude, dude, 2014 g was was lit. No, wait, these things, I thought it, when it's dark out is like 2013, right? With like random. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm wait, these things happen right is now. is what? Wasn't that 2014? Gee, I think these things happen was like this year, wasn't it? No, 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 definitely not. Not right like now. new g Easy, right? No, I'm No, it's, it's old g Easy. It's definitely old g ah, It's like, okay. It's like one of the... Like one of his best albums, in my opinion. Okay, when is Dark Out? It's probably better, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Favorite favorite athlete. Favorite athlete, bro. Curry, of course. Stephen Curry. Basic. No, I'm kidding. Basic. I'm a, <laughs> nah. I'm your basic Bay Area resident. <laughs> nah, good for you, Steph Curry. Steph Curry's dope. Um, and if you had one meal left on this planet, what would it be? Hmm, that is a tough one. How how specific do you want me to go? Go as specific like, as you want to go. It's your time to shine. Dude, just give me like a nice, literally just give me any Indian food possible, bro. Like, oh, that's, that's what, that's what, I, that's what I'll take. That's what I'll take. For sure. I, yeah. I think that's a relatively For, fair answer. You gotta would show I, love to your roots. <laughs> would I eat rice and dal as my last meal on this planet? Okay. Probably not. Not that basic. Not, not, that, but, basic. Uh, not that basic. I'm going to go with like, okay. <sighs> hmm. This is this is a very basic answer, but probably like, dude, garlic naan and like, uh, malai kofta Loki slap. For sure, you're a vegetarian, yeah. right? Are you vegetarian? I am. I am oh, okay. So you you that's why I that's why I was expecting you to say butter chicken, but I was like, oh, Rahul's vegetarian, so probably <laughs> won't. Um, and what song? This is the last one. What song okay. would be the soundtrack to your life? Soundtrack to my life. Who? Okay. Um. That is an interesting question. I've never thought about that actually. Soundtrack to my life. Honestly, any like, any upbeat song, dude. <laughs> we'll just go with that. Yeah, I'm just gonna play fucking antidote. Don't you <laughs> open up that window? That window. Yeah, that's hey. totally your fucking soundtrack to your life. I'm not right? gonna lie. What you said, sound like when I was low key thinking of 
of antidote like i was actually about to say antidote is not the soundtrack to your life okay okay not to my life but like for some reason when you said that i was like what's your favorite soundtrack or one of your favorite soundtracks i don't know okay i mean if antidote is the soundtrack to your life that it is no it's not i can't judge you I mean, there's but, some uh, very graphic content in that song, Rahul. That is true. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, we don't advocate for any of that on this podcast. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but this week uh, on the podcast, or today, whatever episode, I think it's five. Uh, the question is so, bro, how's 2020? Uh, but essentially, like, what the context of that question is, and I'm sure Rahul can elaborate on it, is just basically me and Rahul want to talk about kind of how 2020 has gone, kind of like a year in review. You know how Spotify has Spotify wrapped and you get to see all your yep. songs? We just kind of try to do our own version of Spotify wrapped, you know? A little 2020 recap, how this year has gone, what have been some of the challenges, some of the, some of the high points. Obviously, this has been a year of tremendous change uh, on all fronts. Uh, Rahul, you got anything to say? Dude, yeah. I mean, it's weird, like, even though like we've only lived like 19 to 20 years on this earth so far, it's just like, you've never, you could never imagine that you could have a year like this. Right. It's like literally everything's just about everyone's lives have pretty much changed. Like, you know, you're not going to a physical campus anymore to take classes in a lecture hall. Um, you're, you're on zoom. Um, you're, you're wearing masks outside, you know, your social distance. Like there's just like so many things, um that just changed this year and it's it's like it's crazy for sure yeah no i mean let's just say in january of 2020 if you had told me in december of 2020 i would not be enrolled in the university that i'm in right now or that i was in at the time uh i would have changed my major probably about two or three times and i would be living at home i would slap the shit out of you i'd be like fucking insane but you know things change (laughs) um i think that's been the motto of uh of this year but before we get into this episode there's a very special reason that i brought rahul onto this podcast uh today this isn't necessarily uh you know this wasn't just a random guy i picked out of the hat of my various high school friends this guy was uh was there on, I guess we could call it the day the world changed, hypothetically, was yeah. it? One I of mean, the days? our world, anyway. I mean, <laughs> our world, my world, his world. Because I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. We were one of the, it was like one of the earlier stages of it. Yeah, the very, it was very early. Um, but I think how I want to do this is I'm going to let Rahul tell his version of the story. And then I'm going okay. to tell my side and we're going to kind of, you know, meet in between. So go for it. All right, for sure, for sure. So basically what Anuj is talking about is, so I go to UC Riverside, right? Um, and when he was enrolled at, at Redlands, um, like, you know, we, we, we both knew that like, oh yeah, we're like, it's cool. We're like 20 minutes away from each other. That was nice. But like, honestly, um, to actually like start this entire story, I was taking my, my English final on um, like Monday. What, what, what was it, like March 16th? Was it? it what, I think yeah, so. Yeah, March 16th, right? Yeah, Something yeah. like that. I remember it was like some even number. <laughs> yeah, it was March anyway. 16th, I think. I checked my plane ticket the other day. I think it was 16th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was taking my, my English final because it was like even, you know, the school, like schools already started making adjustments then to, you know, um, oh, you know, they started saying, oh, yeah, like classes are, you know, not going to be 
uh, in person for like maybe mm -hmm. the next two weeks. And, you know, they started rolling out all these policies. Yeah. And in those, you know, you know, that policy rollout, basically, um, they said that our finals were virtual, right? You know, uh, just like, you know, Anuja's finals were, you know, everyone's finals were like that. Yeah. So I was in my, I was in my dorm room. I was taking my English final, which was like an essay uh, that we had to write in like a certain amount of time. And um, my dad calls me and he basically uh, like, you know, I was like, whoa, wh uh, why, why are you calling me right now? Like, <laughs> I'm taking fun. He's like, and I, I answered him like, yo, and he's like, yeah, so there's going to be a sheltered place in the Bay Area. So he's like, get your ass over here right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? Um, I was like, what even is a shelter in place? Like, I've, yeah. I'd never even heard of that before this entire thing happened, right? This entire, like, you know, pandemic situation. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll just finish my, my English final, pack all my stuff, and, you know, I just get out of here. Um, and then, like, uh, I think a few, like, minutes after that, honestly, I think Anuj called me, too. And he's like, bro, are you, are you coming to, or like, are you going home today? I'm like, yeah, dude, are you? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, fuck, I, I got to pack all my shit. And like, we were basically both just like stressed the fuck out. Right. I mean, at that point, cause yeah. we all had to, um, uh, you know, pack basically like our entire dorm room or like, you know, our parts of our dorm room and, uh, and, you know, just get, get the hell out of there. Um, so once I did pack all my stuff, uh, I, you know, took a, a lift to the airport, Ontario airport. Um, and I was just like, dude, what is, what is going on right now? Like I should, I should be taking my final, like my, like my flight should be the week after, not, not today. Um, and I remember like going through TSA and all that, and then just sitting at the gate and just trying to, you know, think of what just happened over the past like six, eight hours that, you know, uh, <laughs> like I was packing and doing all these types of things. And I, and then I remember, I remember seeing a uh, walk, uh, to our gate. Cause we were, we were both in the same flight. Because it was like I think the last flight it was. It was the know, last so, flight to San Jose that night. Yeah. It was the last flight to San Jose from Ontario, and we're both like sitting in our seats and we're just like, dude, what just happened? Like, what just happened? <laughs> I remember. And that. I'm just like, bro, like I have no clue. And the news, if you remember, I was wearing a mask even then, and I was like wearing gloves and stuff. Yeah, and do you remember what I said to you? I was like, why are you freaking out? I sound like yeah. such an idiot now. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I literally went on that airplane with no mask. I, I'm like, oh my God. I'm so and I remember that, that, that airplane was like so empty too because everyone started getting into like this sentiment yeah. of like, oh, I cannot be in airports now. Even at the airport, I was like, I can't. I was like, bro, yeah. wear my gloves, wear my mask. All right, it's I, you fine. had gloves and a mask on, bro. I, I didn't have anything. I was so underprepared. I looked like a fucking <laughs> undercooked pasta. Like I was, it was bad. Dude, and it was crazy because like wearing a mask wasn't, I guess, normalized back then. No, because the and day after was when they started like making it mandatory on planes. I literally, exactly. I literally didn't have a mask on the day. And then like, even the flight attendants were not wearing masks. Like they were just chilling. Yeah, exactly. I think in total, I saw like two or three other people wearing a mask. Yeah. And, literally no one. And like literally all the, these like, <laughs> these like old people were, were looking at me they're like what is he doing what i was and looking I was at like, you i was like bruh what the frick <laughs> i remember that dude. i remember that um yeah. um but i can tell i can tell my side yeah yeah go ahead yeah so i woke up that morning and i remember no so this starts back on friday so i remember waking up on friday the 13th which was the day or the basically that friday right the friday before 
or no. So it was the Friday the 13th and I, we left Monday the 16th. So mm-hmm. it was Friday the 13th. I remember waking up that day and just being like, huh, it's Friday the 13th. What could go wrong? That was the first <laughs> thought that went through my head. Extremely ironic, I know. Um, but like, that was the first thought. I was like, what could go wrong, bro? It's Friday the 13th. It's a beautiful day in SoCal in March. And, you know, I was going to class. Little did I know that was the last class I would ever attend in person, right? Like, it's, it was so random. Like, I, I remember, and that was a class I went to, like, every Friday. It was, like, 9.30, and I would wear my, uh, I, I would just, because the night before, I'd be up to, like, one reading, because it, it was a philosophy and lit class, and I would be reading, mm-hmm. and then I would wear, like, my, I would wear my little blanket to class, my little uh, Niner Snuggie, for those of you who know what I'm talking about. It's, it's a real, <laughs> it's a real dope thing. Um, RIP to it though. I'll talk about that later. Uh, but no, so I was wearing my, I was wearing my little snuggie to class, went to class. And I remember like just walking around and campus seemed like a lot more dead than usual. I was like, wait, what? Like what is going on? And obviously like we knew about the Rona and shit like that. And there was actually supposed to be a basketball game that night. Um, and there it was the, uh, it was fucking, I forget. It was like the Thunder. The Thunder were playing someone, but I remember I was Thunder were playing the Jazz, I think, right? The Thunder were playing the Jazz, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna go watch it. I was like, oh, I'm hella pumped. Like, I'm gonna go watch the game, just hang out with friends, blah, blah, blah. I go down to watch the game and I get a text from one of my friends. He's like, bro, the you see what's happening right now? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no. And this is like a friend up, you know, in college. And I was like, okay. Uh, I literally just type in a search into like Google and I'm just like NBA and it's like breaking news, like Rudy Gobert test positive for the coronavirus. I was like, what? Rudy Gobert got the Rona? Like how idiotic does this guy have to be to get some (laughs) rare ass Chinese virus? And then immediately after that, I get a text from my mom and she's like, Anuj, this virus is actually serious. Can you please come home? I was like, dude, this is such BS. Like this whole virus thing is cap. Like this is such a lie. And I remember texting all my family. I was like, guys, you guys are freaking out over such a stupid thing like this isn't real like i remember like i i just was in denial i i was in yeah, denial yeah. and i also just didn't have information so mm-hmm. like i was like bro like this is like there i, I think at the time like there was like 20 quote-unquote reported cases so right. i was like okay dude literally this is like ebola this thing will be like contained and we'll be good to exactly. go like whatever and so i was like okay we're chilling and then the the nba got shut down and i remember being like holy shit they shut down one of the biggest organizations in america and like businesses and they just shut down the whole thing they suspended the season i was like oh damn and then tom hanks got the rona and i was like oh damn and then that was just friday right Bro, not woody not woody woody got the rona what are you about? <laughs> that was friday saturday and sunday was just more and more dead it was just dead 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 and i remember mm-hmm. there was this one girl in our hall that left and she left on monday she was like my mom's getting starting to get really and she was scheduled to leave monday she left monday in the early morning and so she was like scheduled to leave and she was like my mom's getting really scared over the virus like she's coming to pick me up all this stuff she went she left that early monday morning and i was like bruh i remember waking up that monday morning being like all right i told my parents like i'm gonna leave like around thursday like that was my plan you know because it was getting bad at that point and i was like starting to see like the concern and i remember talking to my ra or not my ra but um like the resident director and she was like you need to get the fuck out of here if you can uh this thing is bad Anuj. like it's it's actually bad and i was like okay <laughs> i don't believe you but okay um and then monday rolls around and i wake up that morning and i'm like yeah nothing's happening whatever it's like normal 
I get a te- I, I like go to the cafeteria because like I think I was just like I woke up late that day and I was like you know chilling whatever went to the cafeteria to grab lunch I get a text from my mom she's like the Bay Area just went into shelter in place I was like what what is sh- what the what the fuck is shelter in place like I remember looking it up and there was the there was no answer like there was no answer <laughs> I would like looked through like eight articles and no one had an answer I was like what the fuck is this shit like shelter in place like is this just like some bullshit and I remember reading like articles where it was like warning like airports are gonna shut down like highways are gonna shut down like the you won't be able to get into the bay area like that yeah. was like the initial reports coming out because mm-hmm, that's what mm-hmm. people thought. It was like, there's going to be an increased police presence. I was like, wait, what? And like, yeah. when my mom was like, Anuj, you have to come now because otherwise <clears throat> the airports are going to get shut down and pretty soon the highways are going to get shut down and you won't be able to get into the Bay Area. And I was like, wait, <laughs> like what? I can't go home? Yeah. I, can't go, I can't go back to the Bay? What? And like, <laughs> I was like, I was so confused. And then I got freaked out. And I was like, oh, shit. And I remember just like, my mom was like, can you please book a flight home immediately now? And I was like, <laughs> okay. I remember, like, I remember calling you, right? Or like, calling yeah. you or texting you right after. I was like, bro, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you were like, I don't know. You, and I was like, are you packing? You're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I guess I got fucking eight hours to pack this shit before I got to head to the airport. And I remember just that day was such a blur. Like, I don't even know how the fuck. Like, I woke up that morning expecting to sleep in that, in my dorm room the next, that night. Yeah, exactly. I remember going to bed here in, in, at my house and I like at my parents' house. And I was like, how the fuck did I end up here? Like, (laughs) it was, it was crazy. I just started stuffing random clothes into random bags. And the thing is like, I hadn't planned to move out. So I I didn't take any of my big suitcases with me. And mm-hmm. so I had taken a lot of like my small ones. I just had my carry on. So I would just go home for a week. And then I was planning on taking my big suitcases back up during spring break so that I would be able to just like, you know, uh, have them while I was moving out. So it'd be easier. So I had one carry on small suitcase and two of the tiniest fucking duffel bags you've ever seen in the world. And I, remember I, just, those. I remember those. Do you remember them? They, and they started <laughs> yeah. breaking like mid flight. I just bought them that day, right? You yeah. Bought I bought them, them that yeah, day yeah. with like the $2 in my bank account. And <laughs> like, I just fucking, I bought, I went to the dollar store, bought the cheapest fucking duffel bags I could find. Just started stuffing everything I could possibly find into those duffel bags. Like, and I, and I remember like with the rest of the stuff, I was like, holy fuck, I have so much stuff. What am I going to do with it? And I took this one big ass trash bag that one of the RAs gave me. And uh, I just started fucking putting everything in this big ass trash bag. It was like a humongo trash bag. And I just started dumping, 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 dumping shit in there. I don't know what the fuck ended up in there and what the fuck I have here. But I realized like, you know, seven months later, I ended up with mostly gym shorts and sweatpants and these bags. And then all my actual good clothes are in a fucking trash bag. And so I put all that shit in the trash bag. I put it down in our dorm basement because I presumed I would be coming back. And so I put it all down there. I got the refer. I got my, I told my roommate, I was like, yo, if you can, can you just move the refrigerator? Like if you can keep it, do whatever the fuck you want with it. And he was like, all right, fine. I remember just moving out and there was just no goodbye. It was like, bye man, like peace. And it was just really (laughs) quick. It was like, I had to say bye to everyone just real fast. And it was like, bam, 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 bam. And like people were leaving, like dropping like flies. And so everyone was trying to pack. Everyone was trying to leave, but 
most people were, some people were gone. Some people were here. Some people were there. And like, I had to call people and this, that, and the other. And I remember just, you know, my friend offered to give me a ride to the airport. I hitched a ride to the airport real quick. And he said, see you next year. And I was like, yep. And I got an Ontario airport. I remember it was just, it was weirdly quiet. It was very weird. It was was. for Ontario, which is like a pretty small airport. Like you don't really get, I mean, I mean, at times it's crowded, but it's not like, SFO crowded or like SJC crowded. Yeah. It's like even for Ontario, it was like quiet. It was weirdly quiet. And I just like walked. I remember I was just in a daze the whole time. I was like, mm-hmm. what am I doing here? Like I should not be going <laughs> home on a Monday. Like this whole thing was so weird. And I remember fucking I was just going through TSA and I was like, what is happening? And I remember just like walking up to like you and we were just and I remember like you said, we were just, just sitting there like how? Like what just happened? Yeah. Ow. What? <laughs> and like, and little did I know that that day single-handedly just like shifted around everything in my life. Like it's exactly. crazy. Cause yeah. I thought, okay, worst comes to worst. I'm going to be back here next year. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> last I checked, I'm not. <laughs> so, and last I checked, I'm not headed back there anytime soon, which is the craziest part. If you had told yeah. me I would transfer, in March of 2020, I would have think I would have been like, "You are stupid. You are going to be an RA next year. Everything is going to be different." Yeah. It's crazy how seven months can shift narrative. I'm telling you, man. right? It was crazy, and that's why I have Rahul on this podcast because he was literally there the day fucking probably this podcast was even born. So, dude, to yeah. think that they first said, like, for my schooling, I'm not sure about uh, Redlands, but um, they said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have." Um, like spring break because it was like the end of our quarter right mm-hmm. um, I was in finals week and they're like all right we're gonna have spring break and then the first week of spring quarter because you know that that was like the end of winter quarter and we were going to uh, spring quarter and he said all right uh, they said the first week of spring quarter is gonna be online and then you guys can come back and we're just like all right cool I'm not coming back for like maybe I guess two weeks in that case uh- anyway <laughs> um go for it what were you saying just like yeah, yeah. At the beginning yeah no worries um so basically there was like uh the sentiment that like oh yeah um it's just gonna be two weeks and we're gonna be right back to where we were right uh because this is basically like in a quarter system like we were um during like in finals week right so the next week would have been spring break for us um and then they said, okay, after spring break, the first week of, of spring quarter is going to be online. And then you guys are going to be back. And we were just like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Like, I, I guess I won't be here for two weeks then um, until, you know, hope this thing will come back to normal. Yeah. Right. And literally a day later, uh, like uh, they sent, you know, after they sent that email, they're just like, oh yeah, just kidding. Spring quarter's online. You guys are going to go home. And we're like, what? Like what just happened? <laughs> The whole thing was so confusing, bro, because we also had those emails where it was like a week and then it was like, (laughs) nah, JK, two weeks. And then it was like, nah, we're actually kicking every single person out of the residence halls by Thursday. I remember because that happened that Monday when I was leaving there. Like, I remember texting you. I was like, bro, we just got an email. They kicked everybody out of the residence. (laughs) And like everyone started freaking the fuck out. Like, I remember there was like a collective scream. You could hear it in our dorm building. Everyone was like, what? When the email popped up at like 3.30, they were like, yeah, we're kicking everybody out by Wednesday. So uh, pack your bags. (laughs) And it was like, wait, what? Everyone was like just freaking out, just stuffing shit in the back. 
bags. Like it was like a packing shit show. Half the yeah. some, half the people were crying. Half the people were drinking. It was just like was, <laughs> people were just like all over the place. And man, it was crazy. And I remember we were talking to one of my friends. He's a, he was a senior, and he was just yeah. like, "Damn, this is how it all ends, huh?" He's like, "I came in with Trump. I go out with COVID. I guess." Oh <laughs> I my like, god! I was oh like, "Wow, like that's such an interesting way to look at it. What a fucking four years." Yeah, um, but. It was just, it was interesting, man. And, uh, and that kind of leads me into what I, I was going to talk about. And I feel like 2020 has, there's just been a lot of macro and there's been a lot of micro. I mean, when you look mm-hmm. at it, right. Cause obviously macro is the worldwide events that have taken place, like the pandemic, like, you know, the stuff with BLM and the racial injustice riots and all that. And mm-hmm. just the various other things like murder hornets, whatnot. And then there's like the personal stuff, you know, like just like the little things that I think as individuals we have had to deal with, right? Whether it be the quarantine, whether it be, you know, adapting to this online life, whether it be, you know, having to sacrifice going out with friends, you know, all of these things and like figuring out new ways to kind of adapt to this new reality that we're living in. And that's interesting to me. I mean, I think definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's weird because I think there are a lot of people who have, yeah, I think the macro everyone can agree has just been shitty, right? Like it's just been For sure. a fucking terrible year. But we haven't been able to catch a break at all. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like just when you think you you're good, it's like nah, fuck you, um, bro. I think I think the time I think the, or not the time, but the day that people's attitude towards 2020 shifted was January 26th. Like, you know what happened? Kobe died. Kobe. Right? Kobe. That was the day. People were like, fuck 2020. I hate 2020. He yeah. took away like this icon. Kobe was and really the catalyst for everything. And exactly. You know what's crazy, bro? What the craziest part of the whole thing with Kobe is if he was alive for literally six, if this happened six weeks later, they were probably halted the helicopter. He probably wouldn't have been able to go. He would have been in quarantine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah, yeah. No, there, there was a lot of interesting things that like, you know, uh, around that, like, uh that honestly like that 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 day was crazy kobe gets lost within this year and that's saying (sighs) something because in any normal year if the kobe had happened last year shit that would have been the biggest event of the goddamn year for sure like you'd probably have like the entire like downtown la like rented out and i mean you know people would probably just like fill downtown la just like pulling you know just tributes to kobe yeah, I mean yeah. that, and no, I mean Kobe was still a big deal this year. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, for sure. It was just, sure. Yeah. it feels so long ago because, you know, it was literally like January, February time frame, and yeah. so much has happened since then that it kind of gets lost. And exactly. what's crazy to me, what that what was so hard about Kobe was literally the weekend after, like my Niners, like the team I support. Yes, death, I was in the, that up. We're in the oh. Super Bowl, and like. It was so hard to like feel happy. It was, and like that's like the one thing that like it, it just like hurts, you know, was because like it was like obviously like the Super Bowl sucked for us, right? For, for Niners sure. fans, yeah. if you're a Chiefs fan, fuck you. Um, no, fuck you. no. It, it, I mean, for Niners <laughs> fans, it was hard. I mean, it because it, it was weird because it was. I felt like I couldn't fully enjoy my team being in the Super Bowl because this mm-hmm. icon mm-hmm. had passed away on Super in Super Bowl during like the week of Super Bowl week. No, exactly. that made no sense. During Super Bowl week. Like Super Bowl week, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Around and, the time of Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, and that's just like – and it was – it just tinted it a little bit, you know? And mm-hmm, that's just mm-hmm. – it's tough, but – Definitely, definitely. You know? I mean – We were not, on this, like, this huge hype train, right? Like, we basically just – we beat the Packers. I remember when we beat the Packers. In NFC. Did I call and, and like, you after we beat the Packers? 
That was one of I the think highlights. So. I'm, yeah, I think yeah. I think you did. I, think I, you I remember I went out into the quad and just started screaming like, "We're going to the ball, baby!" But uh, <laughs> but we're gonna talk a little bit more about the uh, the sports stuff on a later podcast. I'm not gonna reveal anything, but uh, we got some kind of good stuff going on with the sports <laughs> stuff. Anyway, um, but like. I, I don't know. Like, it's just felt like that was kind of lost in the sauce, you know, a little bit like with Kobe. And then I think February, what pop smoke passed away, which was, yeah, like, that was, that was crazy. Yeah. The armed robbery. And then oh after God. that was just COVID boom. And that just yeah. took up, that took over like the world in a lot of ways, yep. you know? Yeah. And it's crazy to think about many, it, many, uh, go for it. Yeah. Many, many high profile, uh, people pass away chadwick boseman in august yeah that was already in august wow i think that was in august right i I think it was august it was earlier in this it was like late summer i remember that yeah yeah dude that no one saw coming because i mean he was not he was obviously wasn't public with his diagnosis right right um and i was just like what like how could this happen like i i literally was like scrolling through instagram the day it happened i was like no Mm -hmm. way no way that happened yeah and i was just like dude fuck 2020 yeah dude i mean everything dude it was just like again and again and again and And it's just like damn it's like i think in the macro we the human the human race just took punch after punch after punch but i think in the micro and like i think this is this could be a silver lining but it's also a double-edged sword i think in the micro there's been a lot of people who have taken steps forward um yeah and i think that individually, I, I mean, we'll get into it later. I mean, with the both of us, if we've grown or whatever, or what, what we thought, but I think I've seen a lot of individuals who have made tremendous strides. And I think that's, that's a good thing as well, but it's also, you know, surrounded by this kind of dark cloud and this societal thing of like, everyone is saying fuck 2020, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. individuals are like, it's, it's kind of hard to be positive, you know, and to be yeah. happy and all of these things when all you're seeing in society is just negative, 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 negative. And that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I mean like even, even when it wasn't 2020, like the news cycle was like, a new, I mean, news is just like negative anyway, right? They just do sure. that for clicks. 100%. And then now you have like that compiled with like all the stuff that's been happening this year. It's just like, dude, it's too much. It's way too much. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Um, but let's get into like the more introspective things. So, I, you know, that was a really bad transition, but I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> but like, what's one thing like you've kind of seen yourself like grow in or like, what's one thing like you've adapted or like a particular area that you've seen yourself like kind of, you know, grow better at? Like what, where are you, what do you feel about mm-hmm. that? I think like, I think just overall, like, I guess you could say, cause like there's like certain stresses that I guess are lifted off when you go from like an in-person to an online environment. Um, like you don't have to, I guess, go and go to a dining hall and like get all the, you know, you basically like when you're staying at home, like, you know, you're like your parents, I guess are making food and you know, you, you have like these nice home cooked meals. So it's like, I feel like that stress basically kind of, uh, gave me, uh, sort of, it was like kind of like the catalyst of me kind of, I guess, studying better to be honest like because i feel like as like a, as like a first like first year i was just like i mean i thought uh um i mean for, for a little bit i thought i was like uh uh good at i guess the, i mean i don't know if good is like the right word but like i guess i was like oh yeah i have to like go to a dining hall and i have to 
you know, walk to a library, like all the, I have to keep physically moving, right? Um, but now I feel like now that that's sort of kind of been reduced, I've been able to like, be like, all right, there's less distractions, I guess, you know, things to do. Yeah. Um, I guess like I can kind of put more energy towards like studying or like working out or just, you know, just very, very small things. Mm -hmm. uh, to be honest. Do you like feel like that kind of like, instead of like putting it within a studying frame, like, do you think you've just like had more focus within your life? Dude. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, um, it's definitely like given you, given me more, uh, like perspective, I guess. Cause like when everything is in person, you're kind of like in this rat race of just like, Oh, I have to get up, go to class, do all this type of things. But like, now you're just like, I don't know. There's something about the whole world <laughs> being kind of on the same page in terms of like, Oh, I have to, uh, shelter you know shelter in place quarantine that makes you kind of focus on like hmm this is kind of weird like um this like new normal thing like how how do i fit into this type of society this new society you know what i mean mm -hmm. i get that yeah, yeah, yeah. how about you Rose? <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think like honestly the one thing i kind of seen myself grow into um like in particular is a lot of like i think i've just been persistent this year yeah. I think this year has just been hard with just everything just getting thrown at you and thrown at you and thrown at you. And it's hard, man. It's just like, it gets more difficult. And like my main goal this year, right? Like coming into like this summer, if there wasn't any COVID was to get a job and I wanted to make money and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with that money, but I wanted to make money. And <laughs> I think, and you know, like when we got here in March, I remember just being fucking depressed the first like three, four weeks. I was like, I can't be with my fucking friends. Like I'm at home with my, you know, my older brother, my parents. And like, you know, we're literally just, it's just, it feels so like, I was like, I miss college. I hate being home. I this, that and the other. And like, I was like pretty much like every other college student in the nation. I was just fucking bored. I didn't like I, online classes were a fucking breeze. I was just like, you know, whatever this that, and the other, I didn't really care. I didn't care about anything. And like, that was the yeah. thing that like defined kind of my first half of 2020 was I didn't give a shit. I didn't care about anything. Like I would, I would literally just wake up in the morning, whatever I wanted. Right. And just mm. like, my work and get it done and just half ass assignments and not care and just kind of skate through and, you know, just fucking, you know, do you know just just be unproductive like that was what i was doing in 2020 and like or like early on at least and and like i was like i remember just like being like just my mentally like it was just hard you know and so like i had to like figure out different things to do every day to kind of keep myself motivated because otherwise it was just like who cares like it's like everyone's at home there's nothing to do. You can't go out. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it was like, I had to find little things to keep myself like upbeat, you know, like to be right, like, right. all right, I need to like wake up in the morning to do X, Y, and Z. And yeah, yeah. that was hard. It was just these like little battles at first, right? Where it was like, okay, like you have to figure out like what I wanted. I don't know if you've ex experienced it, but like, you know, it's like these battles for motivation and like, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe like, and like, this is what I started to do. This was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to walk to the park every day in the afternoon. Like that was my mm -hmm. one thing I needed to do every day. And so like when I woke up in the morning, I was like, all right, I'm going to go walk to the park. Right. And so right, like right. I would, I would do that for a little bit. And then I would go FaceTime a friend and walk around, you know, my neighborhood. And then 
Like that was my goal. Like that was one thing I needed to do every single day. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, it was like, you know, just, um, it was like my, my goal was to make money. And like, I thought initially like, psh, I'll just get a job during the pandemic, but you know, obviously, you know, with safety concerns and, and all that stuff and getting to like, kind of learn more information about it, it obviously like wasn't safe because we didn't know enough, but we also like, didn't, you know, have necessarily enough information to yeah. say that it was safe to go to work. And I understand yeah. that. I was just pissed about it. You know, I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. I get a job. Like I can't make money, you know, yeah. like I, how the hell am I going to get a remote job without a degree? Like, I was just like, I, I didn't know what to do. And like, and kind of like, you know, I just had to be persistent and just like what I learned this year is just wait, just wait a couple days, just wait on it a little bit. Just keep doing your thing, find motivation and it'll come to you. And like, I've had little moments like that where it was like, you know, like I thought nothing was going to happen and I was bored out of my mind. And the next thing I know, like I got a tutoring opportunity and I got to like tutor someone. And so I got to make a little bit of money on the side there. And then, uh, you know, with that money, my brother was like, Hey, like, why don't you get into investing? And I, I, was, I was waiting for that to pop up. I was and like, he's going to mention it somewhere. <laughs> that just fucking boom. It just kicked a whole new gear. And I'll talk a little bit more about investing, but I think the overall theme just with this year that I've seen myself grown is just being persistent and patient. Yeah. You know what? That's honestly, I think that that's kind of my answer too. my, <laughs> okay. I know my answer was complete. Like it sounds like garbage compared to yours, but you know, I think, I think I agree. I agree. I think like, We've had, I mean, honestly, it's not like we had a choice, right? At the same time, like you have to like adapt to the world you live in, like Mm -hmm. um, basically just take whatever it, you know, uh, it throws at you and then adapt to it and then try to kind of just live your lives off of that. But, and uh, I feel like, I feel like 2020 has made me realize uh, like I'm, I'm much, I'm definitely much more capable of like adapting to things and, um, yeah, I mean, basically just much more capable, more like, uh, I, I have the ability to be like more persistent, um, you know, than I really thought I, I, I could be, you know, when everything For sure. was in For sure. And I mean, yeah. I think that kind of goes with my like next question that I have, which is just like relating that to like, you know, those little battles of motivation. I think you had, especially like early in quarantine or like all of us really did. Um, yeah where it was like, how have you like managed your mental health throughout like this whole thing? Like, how have you like been able to manage that with like quarantine and school and just everything? Cause it's just, it's been yeah. kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, when the weather was like considerably warmer, uh, I would make it a point like after dinner to just like go on a walk or like not even after dinner, but just like in general to just go on a walk when the sun was out or, you know, after dinner, go on a walk. Cause just like get that fresh air, right? Cause I think with everything being online, it's just like you get sort of like uh, you just get that weird like cooped up mentality. So like you really need that nice. Um, I know I know you like definitely reference to like the barrier sun basically, right? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, the barrier sun. You need the you need the barrier fresher. Uh, everything barrier. <laughs> but um, you know, yeah. Um, I think I think not seeing people in person was like also was kind of a tough adjustment. But sure. um, definitely, uh, I guess to you know keep being social in, in this day and age obviously like you know we we would we would call or we, we mm-hmm. call like you know periodically uh yeah. just keep chatting with people keep video chatting you know even with like my friends back at, you know that i made at ucr like we we you know we video chat you know ever yeah. so often so it's just kind of like to sort of 
maintain that, uh, I guess that happiness, I guess, or, um, connection, that connection. Yeah, exactly. I've just, uh, I've, I've basically just trying every way you can to do it in the safest way possible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think with me in terms of just like mental health during quarantine, I've just been up and down, up and down, up and down. Like everybody else, like more like Tesla stock, you know, if you guys (laughs) get that investing reference, but anyway, um, But no, I've just been like very, I don't know. There's just days where I feel like, okay, this is great. Like I'm making headway into something. Like I'm getting into it. Like I'm doing something. And then there are days where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And it's like, <laughs> I, I'm stuck, you know? Yeah. And I think like, and it's just like, it's hard because, you know, you, you go from up to down, up to down real quick. And it's just, it's like being able to just like find that, like those moments of calm and clarity. And like, like you were saying, bro, like that Bay Area sun it it cures things (laughs) nah but um but no i would i'd make it i'd make it a point like every day like you said like go outside get some fresh air whether it even just be like sitting outside like i think that's even like such a such a underrated aspect of everything you know it's just like being able to sit outside being able to enjoy the fresh air particularly when like in the in the summer in the spring where it's absolutely gorgeous and it's like warm in the nights too and you could just sit out there and hang out and just like i remember i would always do this where i would be like 10 30 11 at night i love 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 sitting outside my house in the dark i'm just weird okay if you guys think that's cool i love you guys but if you don't <laughs> screw you um but no it's I, I would sit outside on this like chair right outside my front like patio and i'd just fucking sit there and watch the cars go by and just like hang out and call someone and i would just talk and you know like that would just give me clarity i like sitting outside at night i don't know what it was about the night but it would just help me and also like during the daytime like i would do little walks or like i would sit outside in my backyard maybe and get some work done or or watch something or like you know just being able to like unplug a little bit you know away from your phone away from this and just like try to like maintain some semblance of like level-headedness throughout the process and yeah. i think i think just nature outside just really tremendously helped that and i think we're blessed to live in like a mediterranean climate where we're like, definitely definitely which is cool. there were all these like um <laughs> i remember like i think it was like i forget which meme group it was but there was like this meme going around being like oh people on the west coast during quarantine and uh, versus people on the east coast during quarantine it's like uh people on the west coast are like oh my life is so hard like very sarcastically and it, it showed a picture of like this girl by her pool in the sun taking a selfie or something yeah <laughs> and I then, mean, like, people on the east coast it's like some person who's like wearing a hoodie and like it said like the text was like have hasn't seen the sun in like two months or something I'm like, absolutely Dude. absolutely <laughs> man i i feel that heavy <laughs> and <laughs> yeah i yeah, mean it's like it's like that yeah we're definitely we're definitely blessed to be sure. in the climate we're in <laughs> i mean i think yeah, the climate, the climate is like a really big thing that doesn't really get talked about. That like, I think it's just benefited people who live on the West Coast tremendously. I mean, because I think mm-hmm. even now it's like, it's cold, but it's like not cold, cold, you know, like it's not fucking snowing outside. Yeah, it's 45 yeah, degrees. Yeah. I think that's freezing. <laughs> but, too. you know, it's still like good enough weather to like be able to do stuff and be able to like, you know, hang out outside during the day because like, it was 70 degrees in December, may I mind you. So <laughs> like a couple days ago. So that was yeah. kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, this next question is going to be a little fun. Uh, so, you know, I think, 
I always like to focus rather than on like the big picture. Like I'm a big picture guy. Like I like, you know, seeing the big picture, but I think for me, it's all about the little things, the details Um, in terms of just like life experience. I think it's about the little things, the details. So what were like the little things that made your quarantine or like made your year? Hmm. That's yeah. That's uh, I think like, like you like, Oh, like made my, you mean like made me look at it more positively or just like little memories that you have that you're going to be like, ah, like that was cool. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like zoom calling with like, <laughs> or like zooming with family who like live across the country that um, you would only sure. talk to like maybe every, you know, every few weeks or whatever. Like basically uh, I think at the beginning of quarantine, every weekend it was pretty much just like, zooming this person or the other that like you probably wouldn't have talked to in person like for a couple weeks because it's like everyone is at home right and like no one no one is like really going anywhere right um you know especially like when it was uh, especially during the first shelter in place when you know no one was confident about yeah the peak yeah exactly when no one was confident about like this you know this entire situation um i think those definitely made my year it's like and i think um i think like realizing that everyone was home like that's a really interesting feeling because like that's like one I mean now it's different obviously because like people are obviously go, you know going places with because uh, things have opened up right yeah um, but when it was shelter in place and there were things that were closed down everyone was home and everyone was just like kind of um, sort of in the same situation everyone was online being like oh guys cool look all of us are in quarantine it's yeah. it's kind of like being able to relate to to all these like random people online, I guess. It was cool, uh, man. It was cool. It was cool, right? It was yeah. cool. Like, and especially like, um, even like, dude, even YouTubers, like everyone's just like, oh, I'm at home. And like, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. You, you have a home? <laughs> and, uh, like, you, I thought you, I thought you lived with like a, ca- like in a camera, dude, <laughs> yeah. or in a laptop. <laughs> it was kind of cool to see like how YouTubers and content creators would like adapt to like the, the quarantine yeah. environment. And I mean, I think you saw guys, you saw YouTubers really struggle in the beginning, you know, guys like yeah. Yes Theory who depend on traveling the world, who depend right. on doing crazy shit suddenly were like, what the yeah, like, fuck what do we do? Like and they took a break, right? Yeah. They yeah. took a break because they just didn't know what the fuck was going on. And like they yeah, and they, yeah. and I don't blame them. I mean, yeah, you deserve a break. But sure. you know, it's hard. Writing out videos every like Sunday or whatever. Like, yeah, it's like you can't fucking grind out videos while also like you know, having like your videos are very travel dependent, very movement dependent, very like being able to go out and like experience and like that's unfortunately like with the coronavirus that's and a lot of it is hanging out with strangers and that's like lesson number one do not do that when it's COVID-19 <laughs> yeah, right and it's like and now it's like you know it's like they basically had to like adapt to the new normal and I think they did a great job I think they did a lot of cool videos and I think they were able to like really uh figure out like a way to to adapt and they really used I think their platform for like cool social change and they actually yep. and the and the short films that they did were really dope and but yeah I think that was um it was really cool you you even had Thomas from the group from from Yes Theory. He he's uh, I guess taking a break, but this guy went to Afghanistan, went to Dubai so far, right? Yeah, but I mean, I think that's like more so now. You know, when stuff is like oh right, up. right, yeah, yeah. I mean, like March, April, May. I'm talking true, mostly. True, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, I guess that's cool. I mean, like I never thought of like the zooming with family, but yeah, that was definitely a highlight. I feel like you get to like meet up with people that like you just never would have thought to even call like on a regular yeah. basis, right? Like even like and relatives. There's like all these yeah. there's oh sorry to interrupt you, dude. No, but um, um there's like all these events that like colleges do. Like I remember um one of my friends sent me some like uh Zoom link where they're like, dude, they're interviewing Chris Paul right now. And I'm like, wait, what? And it's like all these weird things. It's like like I think this is like post bubble. Um, oh, interesting. And uh, I was like, whoa, Chris Paul's at his house in like LA or whatever OKC or like I think I think he was at OKC at that time. But yeah, he was. That's really cool, actually. That you were like, I mean, right? I think this is like another thing is just accessibility has opened up tremendously with I, this with this virus, right? Because everyone's stuck at home, and that doesn't like suddenly like celebrities are not discounted from that you know it's everybody it's like doesn't matter what income class you are you're stuck at home and like suddenly like you're starting to see a lot more of these like zoom interviews and like the accessibility to celebrities and their lives and like you know the interviews have gotten more frequent because they don't have you know it's not necessarily like you don't have to figure out logistics like you don't have to go to a place you don't have to do this you don't have to set up it's just turn on your computer send the link and you can hop on the call and suddenly, you know, you have an interview, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I remember like another interesting adjustment, like was uh, late night talk show hosts. So like Trevor Noah was in his like apartment. I mean, um, Jimmy uh, Kimmel was, you know, at his house and it's like, whoa, right. like I've never seen this side of them. Like I've always seen them in their studios, like suited up in front of an audience, like making these jokes. It's like, you kind of got to see like, oh yes, they obviously have a place to stay they're they're also humans like they're right. not just these people who you watch on youtube every day or every night or whatever and being like oh yeah that's funny yeah it's um, like suddenly like everyone becomes human again you know what i mean like as weird as yeah. that sounds as crazy of a thing that is is like no one's excused no one's excused no one like me. it's everyone is like on zoom and like you know doing things and trying their best to kind of cope with this and i think you saw things like some good news and um you know just like various little things like pop up and just like make that yeah like do you remember when like sgn was like the biggest thing on youtube yeah <laughs> like whatever happened to that it was such a good idea i don't know why yeah, I don't like know. they got rid of it or like they stopped doing it because i felt like they were like oh things are starting to open up but like <laughs> sure enough we're all back here so um yeah. clearly you know but uh I guess like little things that I had listed were like, honestly, like this is going to sound crazy and like people are going to give me shit for it probably, but like TikTok, man. TikTok was cool. Dude, yeah. TikTok was a big yeah. thing during quarantine and it still is today. I mean, I still go on it like occasionally. I don't go on it as much as I would, as I did in quarantine. But it was a lot of fun. Like it was just fun, you know, going through like TikTok and just looking at like, it was like Vine for the younger generation and it was like you know just seeing people do random tiktok dances and you know it was cool to see like anyone could be a creator right it, it didn't have to be like you know fucking david dobrik or you know um casey neistat like suddenly like you know anna and in indiana could go viral for doing you know the fucking savage love dance or whatever <laughs> right and suddenly she has 8.6 million views on her thing and like i thought that was sick just like seeing different people like rise during quarantine and like different trends and like it felt like people were like connecting with one another and i think specifically i wanted to talk a little bit about brown tiktok i think brown tiktok was dope for sure for sure yeah it's an it's an interesting place (laughs) yeah i mean listen there's toxicity (laughs) there's toxicity everywhere but like i mean yeah shout out cartoon um but like 
but there's just like a lot of different things, you know, like with, uh, with like different Brown creators being able to like uh, gain platforms and, and uh, you know, kind of have a space for like all Brown youth in a lot of ways to, uh, to like express themselves and just have like little inside jokes within the algorithm and whatnot. So I oh, think, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, that was I think cool. um, before TikTok really rose to prevalence, I, th- I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I started using TikTok like in March, like in March of this year, like I did not use it before that. Honestly, I was like, screw TikToks. TikTok is for like, like younger, like 12 year olds. But honestly, it's like, it's a really um, like interesting platform. And you know, on the topic of brown TikTok, it's like, that's really cool too. Cause even before brown TikTok, you had like, um, like just rain on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, You had, uh, I guess, I think I don't. I don't really watch Superwoman, but like I think her older, older Lily. content was, yeah, Lily Singh. I think her older content was like more like I guess brown based as well. Uh, yeah. You also had, um, dude, what was that? I forget his name. Geek Slayer. Do you remember, do you know who Geek Slayer is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I know who that is. That goes way back <laughs> in the day. Um, you had him, and it's like I feel like TikTok. It made um, all these like as you said inside jokes and everything. It made them like more widespread i think i think that's cool you know i think it's cool that yeah. like that the brown community is able to have that you know through tiktok definitely, to have definitely. like all these little stupid memes and just like <laughs> being able to like share that with kids across the country you know because like mm-hmm. you know not, some of them don't some brown kids don't grow up with a lot of other brown people around them so it's like kind of yeah. cool to like see that like oh there's like this guy in the fucking texas who's making this funny ass <laughs> tiktok and i can relate to it you know so that. I find that to be very cool and uh, very more often than not. They're probably from New Jersey, though. Like yeah, or California. Um, or California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was a little thing um, that I liked, and I think like another little thing of quarantine that like made it was like I guess like you know just again like it's like a cliche, but like spending time with family was really cool. You know, yep. Yep. like obviously it was weird because like you know everyone's like everyone in my family at least in particular is older now you know like we're all like kind of living our own lives like relatively speaking um but like you know like my my brother's like 26 right 27 and jesus did i forget his age he's 26 he's 26 (laughs) um but yeah like it's just like everyone's getting older and like pretty soon everyone's gonna like you know just kind of like and like after you know once started things started opening up we'll all like kind of drift and do our own things and you know we're all adults basically at this point i don't consider myself an adult but um but like it was cool like getting to like have those like last you know like little time together like before like we really just kind of split on like go our own ways and i think you know just like doing various things whether it just be like even like little things like watching tv or like uh you know like making food or like you know just like little things to like spend time with one another was like uh was something that like i think you're i'm not gonna forget for a long time for sure oh yeah for sure yeah yeah i mean it's like yeah it's a lot of things that like um i feel like in when when everything was in person, there's like different things that are highlighted. And now it's like, when you're, when every when everything's online, it's like people, people use this time for, as you said, like family and uh, things like that. You know, yeah. I, I remember another thing when quarantine happened was people were, uh, were, uh, were like, dude, everything's less polluted. Like, I think, um, yeah. In, yeah. In, I, I remember seeing this like picture on um, subtle curry trace. It was like, Oh, like these, uh, I don't know what state, but like, oh, these farmers can see 
the, the Himalayas for like the first time in like 50 years or something. Yeah. Especially since like India went into complete lockdown. Like there was like, people could not like walk on the street without getting like sighted. Oh yeah. 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 I think like the police there would have like hit everyone or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't I know saw, necessarily like, video, like what it is, but um, it's very like, it was very strict uh, in other countries. Sure. Uh, more compared to here, compared to here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting question. And, and in terms of the theme, I mean, I think when you talk about macro events in 2020, you have to talk about the, uh, the racial, uh, tension yeah. and injustice that did take place or, and continues yeah. to take place, um, through BLM and all that. And I think just relating that, obviously we've talked a little bit about the macro, um, with Corona and all that and the BLM stuff. But if you want to talk more about the micro in terms of like, what is an uncomfortable conversation that you've had to have like with your family or like with the person this year? And like, what was the yeah, result yeah. of it? I think the George Floyd protests were definitely like a topic of controversy, like amongst sure. just not even like, I, I feel like just every Brown family. <laughs> yeah. No, Cause definitely. I feel like, yeah. And like, I feel like, um, that entire period of time, it just sort of like, it just sort of, uh, uh, made this entire, uh, basically made everyone rethink like, okay, I like, now we can see that these types of rules are like racist or like, or or they're like inherently racist or like, oh, this is like, this is kind of anti-black things like that. There's like, you know how there's like the entire, uh, period of time on, on IG when people were like posting, oh, how, like this anti-blackness in the South Asian community. A lot of like those Instagram threads, right? Exactly. Those Instagram threads. Yeah. I feel like to be honest, I mean, this might just be like, um, you know, like just what I know. It could be, it could have been uh, that threads were popular even before uh, this entire mm-hmm. thing happened. But I feel like that the types of threads that would deal, you know, would discuss like issues of like race or, you know, of, like these societal issues. I feel like those Instagram threads like definitely became, like more more popular and I, I just like feel like through that many of these like discussions uh, as I was saying before on like race and just like society in general like a lot of those became more prevalent no for sure I 100% agree with you in terms of just like how um like these conversations about race have just been amplified to like the nth degree after George Definitely. Floyd you know Definitely. and Breonna Taylor of course I mean these are just like now like i mean i felt like the hardest part especially like for me to communicate to my brown parents was a lot of like they were like well we're of a different color too like why should i care essentially right right and it was like yes you're of a different color like yes you've immigrated to this country i understand that struggle and like that's we're not i'm not trying to discount that but it's more so of this idea that you came here to this country based on the privileges that African-Americans fought for. Yeah, and true. that was like the whole thing, discussing that and discussing like, dude, like, I mean, this, obviously it's like not that big a deal. Like I haven't heard about it. And it was like, you know, obviously like we had to talk more about the bubble and just like yeah. where we live, particularly on a very micro basis in the Bay Area, like there isn't necessarily like these, you know, particularly the Silicon Valley, like these issues tend to just kind of bounce off the bubble. Um, And people just kind of tend to forget that they exist, when in reality that, you know, obviously, so I mean, I think for sure, I think the George Floyd um, 
events and the riots that ensued mm-hmm. after. I think it was more so the riots that really the riots invigorated uh, conversation into my household Definitely. because same, my, same. Yeah. you know, I'm not, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, a shitty opinion to be like, Oh, like it's, you know, like, why are they rioting? I mean, it's a fair question. And yeah. so, I mean, and a lot of times like people are asking that out of like genuine, you know, concern, right. It's like, mm-hmm. like, wait, why are they rioting? Like, and they just genuinely want to know. And I feel like that's why, like <laughs> not to get off a tangent, but this is why like I made the podcast is because I feel like a lot of people are scared to ask a lot of questions in this day and age. Right. Whether it be like, you know, about George Floyd or whether it be about things because they're going to get judged, right? There's going to be some like, you know, liberal in the media is going to be like, fuck you, you're wrong. There's going to be some conservative in the media is going to be like, fuck you, you're right. Or like, fuck mm-hmm. you, you're wrong. And there's no like, there's no way to get like a concrete answer or like have a discussion that's transparent without, you know, there being attacks on character, attacks on Definitely. just various yeah, different yeah. things. And I think that's, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, go, go, go for it. No, go for oh, it. Yeah. I think it really, it was like another way to highlight the polarization in our country too. Absolutely. Because it's like, I feel like, um, I mean, do you feel BLM was like very mainstream before this thing happened? I feel like it was, it got to a point where it was even, where now it's even more mainstream. To an extent, I think it was like very uh, mainstream, quote unquote. But I think, um, I mean, I think like it comes and goes, right? It's passing. So like when right. Trayvon happened, like obviously it was a huge deal because I mean, that was when, I think BLM was first founded. And then, you know, I would see, I would say like whenever there's like a mainstream, like black man or woman killed that mainstream media. And I I mean this, like I'm emphasizing this, like mainstream media was reporting because there has been several killer, like several deaths that have not been reported. Um, Yeah. Like that mainstream media report, I think BLM rose in popularity and it's just like, it kind of goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And obviously with, with George Floyd and just like people being like, fuck this, this is enough. Like you're starting to see like BLM really rise with that. And I think that's interesting. I also think it's interesting that like, and this is a point my parents brought up was like, where's the unified leader? Like if they, if if they want change, right? Like where's, where's the MLK? Where's the Malcolm X? Where is Mm -hmm. the Angela Davis? Like, you know, where, where is that like leader to unify the community? And I was like thinking to myself, I was like, damn, like they're, you know, I mean, that yeah, is kind of a, a valid point. It's kind um, of like we needed we needed a calming voice at that point more than ever. Yeah, um, and I mean, I, mean, everyone, I think all I the cities were burning. Go for it. Um, go ahead. No, oh, okay, no, <laughs> I, I think like Stephen Jackson was trying to be that leader. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think he was, but I think there was also like a, uh, he he did make some mistakes. Uh, he did yeah. say some things, and I think that definitely damaged his credibility to an extent, uh, for sure. particularly with the anti-Semitic comments. But that's for another day. We're not <laughs> talking politics, uh, even though that is not politics. But anyway, <laughs> um, so this kind of leads me to that point, because we were kind of talking about this. But, like, what are some things that, like, you've been thinking about this year? It doesn't have to be, like, fucking deep or anything. Like, you can just be like, oh, like... I had a dream that I was SpongeBob or whatever the fuck. But like, what, what were you, what have you been thinking Dude, about this year? It's crazy. Cause I like, I feel like um, now that it's December and all these like rules and this entire just attitude of being socially, you know, doing social distancing and like wearing masks and just like living in a, in the Corona time. Um, I feel like they've gotten so like, I guess normal, normalized in my mind. <laughs> like just, just cause you like kind of brought up dreams. 
I had a dream the other day where I was going to like Taco Bell or something. And um, there's like, <laughs> basically like I wasn't wearing a mask and the people around me weren't wearing masks in that dream. And I was just like, yo, what the hell am I doing? Like, I should be wearing a mask. Like, that's what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I, I like the, I woke up that morning. I was like, dude, that's crazy. Like it's been normalized in my mind now that it's like, we have to be socially distant right. or we have to wear masks and do all these types of things. Um, so that's, that's definitely one thing. Um, I've been like, I guess thinking about just like how much society has changed. Um, like if you think about it, like, I think it was, I think on winter break by itself, right. We were, uh, like, I think, yeah, we, we, like when we were hanging out over winter break, was it winter break? I think. Should we hang out over winter? Oh, last year? Yeah. Like last, like not, not this year, <laughs> but like 20, I was like, like December, not this year, bro. No, um, last year. Yeah. I think we, we did hang out in 2019. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, I remember like there was a time when, uh, on like a Friday evening or like whatever, when you could just like hit people up and be like, yo, let's go, let's go like do something. Let's go like yeah. let's eat food or do something. And it's just like, whoa, like, now you can't <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. now you can't necessarily do that i mean you can but like you can't you know what i mean yeah you can't uh it, it's not uh the same it's not the same for sure uh for sure you have all these types of yeah rules i mean i think right? for me like what i try to do is like yes i'm gonna hang out with people like if that offends yeah. people i'm sorry but um <laughs> i just try to keep i just try to like like make sure I'm hanging out with the right people, you know, I'm right, not right. like in terms of like personality, but like, I mean, obviously in personality, but like in terms of just like, <laughs> you know, who, like, what are they doing? Like, are they going out a lot? Like, are they exposed to a lot of different people? You know, like, right, are they, right. are they fucking doing, are they making stupid decisions? And like, frankly, yeah. I mean, like, thank God, most of my friends, you know, are, you know, relatively level-headed people who are mm -hmm. making good decisions and, you know, are staying home most of the time and, you know, mostly are just exposed to their families. So kind of it's up to them in terms of the amount of risk that they want to take. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in, like in terms of that, it's just like about, like for me in terms of hanging out with friends, it's just like assessing risk. It's like, okay, like, are you going to do something stupid? For sure. And it's like, if you do do it, then obviously like wear masks and just like follow the, I guess, safety protocols. Exactly. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. be smart about it. And if you're decently smart about it and it's like your comfort level goes up, like once you go hang out, like I went and hung out with one of my first, one of the first people I hung out with was in like June. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that like I initially like my parents were scared they're like I don't know like is it, is it okay I was like all right like, well, let's see went and hung out you know and like you know hung out for a while and then came back and you know sure enough everything was okay and it was like okay like yeah. you know, things are it's okay like you can go out with that person and then like suddenly you know suddenly obviously I'm yeah. not recommending that you go hang out with 90 different people please don't <laughs> and like don't go to fucking concert but like, go to parties right now yeah i mean like i'm just talking like hanging out with like one or two friends like in the park yeah. or like one or two friends getting lunch and then like going to the park whatever just like being you know fucking like smart about it and if you're decently smart about it then you're chilling exactly exactly like it's you have to be you have to be much more conscious now when you Absolutely. go out before it's like cool i touched the table if i if i touch my nose or my mouth I, like who cares like yeah it's like to me. i mean it's like you got to make sure it's like i always have like a checklist before i go out i'm like wallet check keys check mask check <laughs> like it's like it's like my dad like every time like i go out now i was like oh did you bring your mask i was like oh shit <laughs> but like now i have masks in like all my i was saying this on like the first episode of the podcast it's like i got masks in like every one of my jean pockets like i'll literally just like, yeah jeans i'll be like what the fuck why is there a mask Bro, in here literally as we're saying this 
I got my N95 right here, dude. Hey! <laughs> Let's go. There we go. Nah, got a mask right here. You know, got to stay safe. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. No. I'm, other than that, honestly, I've, like, I mean, well, kind of related to that. I feel like <laughs> even once this entire, like, pandemic passes us, I feel like masks are still going to be a thing. For sure. Because I feel like even if all of us do get vaccinated, which like is probably going to be at while. best a while yeah probably at best like a few years i don't know yeah um, we'll see but... yeah yeah we'll see um yeah. i feel like the i feel like the masks uh are gonna stay for a little bit more i agree because people are are kind of uh we've kind of been um sort of uh I mean, as I was kind of talking before, like all these are saying before, all these COVID rules are like kind of normalized in our heads now. I feel like that kind of normalization and that kind of skepticism of people around you in yeah. terms of like, oh, like, is it okay if I hug this person or is it okay if I, you know, if I like adapt them up or like, yeah. I feel yeah. like all these types of things, like that skepticism is definitely going to last. And because of that, I feel like masks and things like that are yeah. going to last still. For sure. I mean, in terms of like, I, you talked about, you're kind of been thinking about like masks and like safety and like how long this is going to last in the future. I mean, like for me, yeah. I'm just going to like go on the complete opposite um, <laughs> and talk about something completely different in terms of what I've been thinking about. I think like the one thing I've really been thinking about is like the complete, and like I talked about this on my thought of the week that I released yesterday or two days ago, because this is going to go down. So for those of you who haven't checked that out, go check that out. It's cool. I've been thinking about just like the lack of fucking value in higher education. Like, I think like, this is just something that I've been thinking about recently. And me and my dad go back and forth because my dad has a PhD. So like me and my dad just fight back and forth. And I'm like, dude, your degree is useless now. Like you're like, and he'll be like, what is wrong with you? And you'll be like, I don't like that. <laughs> Like, but I mean, I think and I laid out like my pretty structured argument. I hope it was like semi-comprehensible, but like it, basically what it comes down to for me is like, I don't think we're going to go back to in-person learning or at least like these bigger colleges that have classes with 500 people are not going to go back to these, you know, classroom settings anytime soon, even post vaccination. Like, I think it's yeah, going to be a yeah. while. And I think the value of higher education is slowly dwindling because you're seeing schools like San Jose State, like Cal, like Harvard be the same fucking school because everyone just logs onto a Zoom call. Yeah, you know? it's just Zoom University. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. You know, suddenly yeah, yeah. it's like, oh shit, I guess we're, you know, back to this. And it's like, it doesn't like suddenly like this whole narrative of like, oh, like you get such a quality education at Harvard, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. you're going to get such quality instruction from your professors and you're going to learn so much. It's like, fuck that shit. I'm not learning anything. How most of the time these motherfuckers are on Twitter. Like, yeah, they don't give much. a shit about school or like online classes. Like, sorry, Professor mm -hmm. Jones, but like no one's paying attention to anthropology. Like <laughs> it's it's true. And like, Dude, I'm just yeah. like, what is the value of that? And even like pre-pandemic, like I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this shit's a ripoff. Like for the most part, like you're paying because employers require a certain level of degree, right? It kind of works yeah, like yeah. banks, like I talked about, mm -hmm. where it was like the consumers have to have trust within the banks that the banks are doing their job and keeping their money safe. But with, yeah. and if the consumers start to pull out and not believe in banks, banks go out of business. And it's the yeah, same thing yeah. with college, right? The, not only the consumers have to have trust in them, but the firms, like the businesses, the companies that are hiring these college graduates have to have faith within 
the universities that they are teaching the kids the content that they need to be successful in the workforce. Suddenly, like with COVID, right. I don't think like firms are start having more confidence in universities right now. I think this <laughs> next generation of kids that's going out to get internships, to get fucking jobs, I don't necessarily think like, and I'm myself included, I don't necessarily think that they're going to think we're the most well-prepared bunch. Most of us are right, learning right. basic fundamental concepts that you're supposed to quote unquote, learn for your major online. What the fuck <laughs> is going to happen when you go and get your job? It's like, Oh, sir. Uh, I don't know how to do that. It's like, <laughs> no, literally and, like, have you seen all these, like all these memes where it's like, Oh, it's, you know, you're a lawyer who, uh, did online school it's it's or like a doctor who did online school exactly <laughs> exactly suddenly higher and that's what i'm saying is suddenly i think employers are right now are starting to freak out a little bit and they're starting to be like listen maybe we're going to value experience and projects and and like understanding of content over some fucking university degree right. and i think you're starting to see that a little bit in tech and i think you're going to slowly start to see it shift into every other field because i i think yeah. that maybe um, not with doctors like i talked yeah, about because it's thing, heavily yeah. specialized yeah. and other more heavily specialized fields but you're going to start to see a lot of fucking things and you're i think college is just i mean i think it's going out the window very soon i, I don't think yeah. like within five years i mean i think it'll probably take a while for it to happen but i'm calling it right now on this podcast in 2020 <laughs> i think college is not gonna by the time that me and you have kids and they're quote-unquote at the age to apply to school i don't think a lot of them are going to be applying to school let's just say yeah that. Doesn't like Elon Musk have some like alternative school that he sends like his kids to? I mean, that's like public school. That's like, I'm talking, yeah, I know, that's like K through 12, right? Well, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, it's kind of like on that note of like the alternate way of taking your education, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like not going through this like traditional, like, oh, like this is how it has to be done. I mean, it's I think, like, I, I mean, I think K through 12 has like its, its relative problems, but like, I think that can be yeah. fixed within the system. But I think fucking higher education is just a corrupt system in general. I yeah. think, yeah, I, agree. I think it just benefits fucking like upper middle class, middle class families the most. And it just fucking brings everybody else down because you can't increase your income if you don't have the fucking four year degree, which is bullshit. Yeah. You know, um, kind of referring back to like how we were talking about TikTok, I see a lot of TikToks there who are like, be financially independent. Get out of the rat race. Absolutely. Do your self-education. Don't don't listen to professors. School doesn't teach you for the real world. What have I been <laughs> telling you for eight months? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Bro, we, we're Robin Hood investors now. Hell no. yeah. Oh, man. I hate that title. But, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, and that kind of leads into my second to last takeaway, which is what is an interest or hobby you've developed in 2020? And I can firmly tell you that yeah. two interests I've developed. Number one is content creating and podcasting. Of course, I love you guys. Mm -hmm. And number two is uh, investing. And, uh, you know, we've been referring to investing throughout this podcast. And I think for me, like investing has just been another like way to like pass this time during this podcast of like, you know, or not during this podcast, <laughs> but during, uh, that sounded wrong. Uh, but during, uh, but during quarantine, you know, it's like, you like suddenly like we're thrust into this online environment and it's like bro i have money sitting in my bank account and no one is spending any money right no one is spending any income on any of this like money or anything and now we're at the point where it's like holy crap you know i totally lost my train of thought 
hold on. Okay, because oh Rahul was like blinking in and out. So like I lost my train of thought completely. So I was like ranting. Um, but no, like with investing, like I think with stimulus checks and everything with like people starting to get money and not being able to spend it and not being able to go on vacation or go out and go to nightclubs or whatever the fuck people do these days, suddenly like you're kind of forced to you know, like be like, how do I save? And like, that's where the movement, like you were talking about, like financial independence has just taken off. And, yeah, definitely. and I mean, I think for me, like investing is just, it's, it's also cool in my opinion to be like financially independent, but I've learned so much from the stock market, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. wow. Like I learned like why our government works a certain way or like why stocks are moving up or down or this or that. And it's like, yeah. honestly, like what I've learned and like the main lesson I've learned from the stock market is bro, just go with your gut go with what you think is good go with like that's really what i've learned i know this is supposed to be like financially independent and like follow the rules and the financials and the numbers it's like i don't give a fuck about the numbers that's what i realized is like i can give two shits if your financials are good if i don't trust the product if i don't trust your leadership in your company i don't care about your company i don't yeah yeah and like yeah and honestly investing is so fun it's like become like a game to me it's like exactly like, like playing the game and it's like now that i'm working and like i have a job you know i've had a job for the last six months it's like i have money now so it's like haha i'm gonna throw it at the stock market see what happens like <laughs> i happens. fucking love this shit learn about like, index funds and all that good stuff yeah it's like i've i've like i honestly just like fucking have so much fun like looking up index yeah, funds yeah. or like watching videos about stocks or like watching graham stefan or like what's watch... up you guys it's graham here <laughs> you watch graham i didn't know you watched graham yeah. dude hey, what do you mean i, I told dude. you i watched him like a long time ago oh okay i i mean i think we had this conversation that we both watched graham but i love graham stefan bro he's been dude, one yeah. of like my people during quarantine that i've just watched his videos and yes he looks like phineas but like his <laughs> video content is so freaking good and it's just like it's so like relatable to the millennial demographic and particularly people our age to like get into investing get into financial independence and i think it gets people excited which is like yeah important because our generation fucking sucks at spending money, spending money and saving money. Like <laughs> I've noticed it. We're the worst. For like, sure. I'll literally sure. have friends text me like, bro, I just dropped 200 on an Amazon order for fucking shoes. I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> please stop, man. Please, please oh don't God. do this. I'll literally text like, I've, I've texted you. Like I've texted all our friends like, bro, like, get into the stock market. And they're like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> and you're the only one that's like, yeah, dude, I got into Robin Hood recently. And it's yeah. like, yeah i mean there's like a couple people who were like you know down and i've like very much persuaded a lot of my friends to head in that financially independent direction and they're all really into it now so that's that's yeah. been a highlight for me it's been investing this this year for definitely sure. i can i can 100 percent agree and you've 100 percent seen me like get into it so yeah 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 there's like like now there's like all these subreddits like that <laughs> i've been like just uh i've been following like oh wall street bets is the best it's so funny don't fucking <laughs> follow like, wall street bets <laughs> yeah and i was like on instagram there's like stock genius and then like on facebook there's all these weird like trading like groups and i was like dude yeah that's cool i did not know that there was a community that was based around like investing the community is super cool and i think it's only growing now with quarantine and just people's interest peaking i yeah, think it's yeah. dope yeah stock market's really interesting man um yeah, especially like, especially from March to now, it's like that's that yeah. was crazy. Like I think when everything just started, it it was yeah. dipping. Like, and it's like I, I mean, I'm crazy. Like I'm, I want to talk about finance in a later episode. I really, yeah. I like, <laughs> I've honestly like emailed all like the big finance YouTubers, like fucking Matthew Huo, if you're listening to this, 
Graham Stefan, Andre. Like, I've emailed all these guys just like, <laughs> yo, please come on the podcast. I really want you guys to break down my portfolio. And, like, we could talk Dude, have you seen um, Meet Kevin or whatever? Yes, Meet Kevin. Yeah, I love Meet, Meet Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, yeah, Meet yeah. Kevin's dope. Um, yeah. But for those of you who don't know any of these YouTubers, go check them out. Um, Graham Stefan, definitely go check them out. Meet Kevin. These guys are all really fucking, like, just geniuses in terms of just building wealth, finance, personal finance. They know their shit. Um, so go check them out. Yeah. Uh, and I plugged their channel. So Graham, smash that like button. No, okay. <laughs> uh, but last smash thing. Smash that like button for the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. Last thing before yeah. I let you go, because um, I know we've run, what, maybe an hour, hour five, hour ten. I don't know how long mm-hmm. it's been at this point, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about my favorite thing in the world sports no <laughs> but, yeah let's talk for a second about sports in uh, in 2020 man Dude, um, yeah. besides this just being an absolutely horrible fucking terrible year for bay area sports teams mm-hmm. what role has sports played in your life this year just on a more sociological level dude it's been a like massive stress reliever for sure like absolutely. i mean it was a stress reliever before but now you can definitely see the effects of it like there's a there's a football match or like I just said football match, match. football like game your... what is it what is it cricket no but um no football uh game um I think today too and it's, I'm just like I'm probably just gonna watch that just for like just to chill um well I think it's half over bro let me check I think it's half over now yeah I th- is it at... right, it's uh, Raiders and Chargers, Raiders Chargers right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah let me check the score I think the Warriors have a game too is it going on right now no the Warriors have their preseason game. Tuesday. Do they have another one today? I thought they had one today. Yeah, oh, they're oh, well, it's for the, the second time. It's the fourth quarter right now. <laughs> okay, never mind. But anyway, um, no, but yeah, it's played a huge role. Um, it's it's really it's also been pretty cool uh, to see like how a lot of them have changed their processes. So like we saw the NBA bubble in like. Oh, you're summer. right. There is a Warriors game today. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're um, cooking the Kings right now cooking the kings i'm fucking cooking. anyway dude last game that was that was crazy i think we lost by buzzer beater like yeah crazy game anyway yeah but uh i think it was yeah like especially for like the nba bubble like nba bubble was pretty cool to see like you could i never thought in like my wildest dreams that like a sports league would make that type of environment like i think i think none of us really thought that that type of environment would happen. i thought it was pretty cool um for sure and uh, I don't know what else, man. I mean, dude, the, the the NBA season when it was like normal, the last time it was normal, dude, Warriors were just being completely obliterated because <laughs> like Steph wasn't there, Draymond was. I mean, Steph was there, but for a very short amount of time. Yeah. Draymond wasn't there. Clay wasn't there. Like, like. Yeah. I, I mean, Clay still wasn't there, but you know, that's huh? a, that, Clay yeah. still isn't there. But uh, that's a topic for another day. Oh, that's that's sad. not now, not now, man. Um, <laughs> and then um. Yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, yeah, I mean, I had very high hopes uh, for the Niners this season, but I don't know. The MetLife Stadium just did not treat any of our players well. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Bosa was, uh, yeah. Dude, I think, was I mean, I think for me, like sports has always been huge in my life. Uh, you've <laughs> known that since high school. Um yeah since fucking I was born practically but no <laughs> I mean like my two my Niners and my Warriors are like my two kids I love those two teams to death and like you know obviously not seeing the Warriors in the NBA bubble was tough and like yes yeah it, like made me definitely. follow it less I was more like you know I wasn't watching as many basketball games for sure um yeah. 
But like, yeah, when the Niners first started this season, I was pumped. I was so excited. And, um, and like, honestly, like watching, like, and that's always been the case for me is just like, whatever the fuck is going on in the real world, like just stops for a second when you're watching yeah. like, your team. Sports and, like that constant. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like, it's like, constant. bro, like no matter what, like Steph Curry is going to be, you know, on the court, hopefully yeah, yeah. Uh, praying for him. Uh, you know, like no matter what, like the Niners are going to be on on Sunday or on Monday or whatever. Right. Or it's Thursday. just like there's, they have one game a week and like, that's guaranteed no matter what. And it's like, you can, and like, that's honestly like things I've looked forward I've looked forward to like throughout this whole quarantine throughout 2020, it's just been Mm -hmm. Niners games have been an absolute highlight. Um, And I've said this and like, I'm going to go on the record and say it like last year's 13 three team was fantastic and it was amazing. And it was the best dream run ever. But this year I really just connect more to this team. And this, this year, the Niners have gone through a lot, you know, they've had a lot of injuries, they've had to relocate homes, they've had to, you know, they've had a bad COVID luck and any bad thing that you can name the Niners probably gone through. But honestly, like, it makes me not only proud as a fan to see them fight through every single game and just slog through it, even though they're, you know, losing and they've been on a losing streak, but it's been it's been cool to see just as a person who has been in this year of 2020 like how the Niners just totally represent what 2020 feels like, because it just feels like every sliver (laughs) of hope that they get, it's just shut down or like, you know, just like maybe one thing will go right. And then it doesn't. And then like this and then that. And it's just, and, but every game is just like, every game is just like, it's a roller coaster. Oh, cool. Like if, if, wait, what? It's a roller coaster. I said, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even if we win, they're just like, oh, this this player got injured or this player has, exactly. like, turf toe or, like, this player. I'm like, dude, can we just have one game without, like, any player just getting really yeah, it's been it's been tough, man, um, to be a Niner fan. It's been tough to, you know, watch it, watch your team get through it. But I think, like, for me, like, especially as someone who's a very diehard sports fan, it's like you got to get through the bad seasons to get to the good. And yeah, sure. last year – and, like, I – my – my favorite one of my favorite analysts grant Cone, shout out grant, grant Cone, Cone. uh yeah. says that like he even said he was like last year was easy guys last year was fucking easy you know it was 13 and 3 you guys just cruised you didn't have very much bad luck like everyone was playing well and you went to the super bowl and you got kicked and you lost and since then it's been hard and it's gonna yeah. be hard so get used to it and it's like you know what I, I, as a fan, like, and I've said this, and it's like, I connect more to this fucking five and eight dumpster fire than I did <laughs> to that 13 and three team 13 last and three. year. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's been, it's honestly, like, I can say from the bottom of my heart as like a diehard Niner faithful, like, it's been just a pleasure getting to see them play every weekend. Um, even though, like, they, even though I yell at my TV and I scream, like, I honestly just love getting to see them on my TV every week. And Definitely. it just, yeah. it makes, it makes 2020 just a tiny bit better. But. Yeah, I feel like with everything they went through, it made me, like, feel closer to them, even though, like, none of, none of them know who the fuck we are. But, like, it just makes me, like, feel like, yeah, this is, this is, like, this is definitely my team. Like, they, like, as you said, they had to relocate uh, from Levi's to Arizona. Um, Obviously, they had all these injuries that to go through. Um, like, I mean, really, what? I mean, every everything was thrown. Like, every bad thing you could possibly think of right now was like, I guess, thrown at them. But right. they still like persisted, and um, they still continue like, to persist it pretty well. They continue to persist, yeah, and they they still they're like managing it pretty well. I think 
Um, yeah. I mean, when you, like, saw all of those guys just break down after the Rams win, like, you knew, like, that's when you just know it's it's hard, man. Yeah. And it's like, yes, being away from your families is tough, but it's like, at the end of the day, athletes are humans. And it's like, athletes, yeah. I mean, yes, they're making millions of dollars, and yes, they're probably in a better income class than any of us will ever be in our <laughs> lifetimes. But, like, they, I mean, they're humans, and the human condition is very, like, universal. No matter who you are, like, they, they're away from their families, man. They're sacrificing their bodies every week to, you know, this, and they have COVID to worry about, and they have a lot of worries on their own heads. Exactly. And so, you know, they're playing for contracts. They're playing for another year of their career, and it's like, you know, but honestly, then, like – this, Especially this month, a lot of Niners players have to be away from their families for, like, I yeah. think the entirety of December, right? Yeah. And, uh, and obviously I think motivation right now for them is at an all time low, which is tough, yeah. you know, because they yeah. literally are just, uh, they're, I think they're basically out of the playoffs at this point, but yeah, yeah you know, sure. but I mean, honestly, all credit to those, that team, they, every, then that's the one thing I'll always say as a Niner fan, I may just fucking criticize the team, the, the executives, the front office, the, you know, top management, Jed York, everyone. But Parag. Parag, <laughs> fuck Parag. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but the one thing I won't criticize is this team's grit and fight because they just fucking bring it every week, no matter what the score is, no matter the opponent, they bring it. And that just gives me hope. And it also just makes me proud as a fan that I support a team that doesn't quit. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. And uh, on that note, <laughs> um, I think uh, that's – kind of our wrap up for 2020. I think we talked a little bit about everything. Um, you know, I think we talked a little bit about uh, COVID. We talked a little bit about the racial injustice. And we also talked about little micro things that are happening in our lives. And I think this was a good wrap up. I think this was good, man. Nice yeah, it was good. Perspective. Covered a lot. Interesting. Basically thing. just 2020, the wrap up. Yeah. The essential podcast with a new Shungavi wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and like last thing, I just want to say this to all the viewers that have like, you know, stuck to the end. Thank you guys so much for like supporting the podcast. You know, I started this like two months ago. Uh, it's been, it's been a two months. It's been a ride um, and it's been hard and I'm trying to figure out a lot of things and it's been fucking scratchy and rusty and crusty at times, but you know, you've done a good uh, job, man. You've done a good job. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. But, <laughs> I mean, I've just been been working hard and just been trying to create really good content for everyone that's watching. You know, I've had such a good time getting to interview everyone and just getting to getting to talk to my friends maybe a little bit more. But who knows? We may be getting some uh, bigger guests later on. Um, I'm not going to reveal who they are necessarily yet, but uh, but I'm excited for those two. And I'm excited for the future of this podcast, man, because I've, I've just had all of the time. I hope people are enjoying the content. If you guys are, hit me up on Instagram at Essential Question Podcast. Tweet at me at EssentialQU1. And also feel free to email me at EssentialQuestionPodcast at gmail.com. I hope you guys are enjoying the content. I just wanted to thank every single one of you that has viewed, every single one of you that has subscribed on YouTube. Please go ahead and subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already smash the like button destroy the like button. destroy for the youtube algorithm guys <laughs> there you go so that we can build our community even further uh but yeah i mean thank you to all the viewers out there really it means so much to me that you guys are listening that you guys are paying attention that you guys actually care about what i'm talking about um and i hope to see many more of you in 2021 and beyond and uh hopefully we can uh, make this thing a smashing success <laughs> <laughs> yeah man
Hey, but it was a pleasure talking to you, Rahul. I appreciate Dude, yeah, you. Of course. I appreciate Thank you for you. having me. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. I hope it was a, an entertaining conversation. I didn't waste your time. No, um, no, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't entertaining conversation. There you we did go. not waste my time. That's there we go. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Uh, and to the viewers, I hope you have a good one. I hope you have a good night, day, afternoon, whatever the fuck it is. Peace. Hey everyone, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode talking with Rahul about how how this scary year has impacted people as a whole, but also us individually. Um, I really enjoyed this episode and I really just enjoyed reflecting on what this year has meant to me personally, but also what this year has meant to us as a human collective and as a world. Um, I'm honestly just again want to reiterate how thankful I am for all of you that have stayed and listened to the conclusions that have listened through all the podcasts. Uh, please feel free again if you haven't yet follow me on Instagram at essential question podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel we're kind of lacking in that department right now but I'm sure we'll catch up uh, the essential question podcast is the name of the channel on YouTube so hit me with a like on any of the videos which are basically just the video recording versions of these podcasts uh, it would help me out greatly with the algorithm and I think I think that we could just grow our community even further through YouTube. So I really hope that you guys can do me a solid and go subscribe. Uh, also follow me on Spotify. That way, you know, when new episodes are coming out and you're going to get notified before everybody else. So you're going to be an elite club and I, that is going to help me out greatly on Spotify. Um, so I can get that hashtag social clout. So, you know, okay, I guess that wasn't as funny as I was expecting it to be. Um, but more episodes will be coming out shortly to conclude this year and into 2021. I got some really exciting stuff coming out. I got more thoughts of the week. I'm going to try to release one every week. I really hope that you guys, uh, check those out. Uh, my thought of the week from this week is actually up on YouTube and on Spotify. So just go ahead and check that out. It's like a 10 minute long thing. Um, and let me know what you think of it. Uh, I would love to hear it. So... I hope you guys all enjoy the holidays with your families. I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope COVID hasn't gotten to your head too much. And I hope that we can finish this year as strong as possible. Uh, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys so much for listening to this, this episode of the Essential Question Podcast. Till next time. <laughs>